up, y'all? And welcome to episode 71 of the Catch Podcast, the Network.net's gaming show, where we catch up with the news in the gaming world. As always, it's your boy Gerardo. And joining me this week is nobody. It's just me. That's how you got. That's how you're getting. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> so, yeah, we're gonna make it. We're turn the lights real down, though. You know, it's gonna get real sexy in here. Okay. <laughs> it's, I haven't been in a day in a while, so this is what you're getting. Life pro tip, though. If you're going out with someone, if you want to find out what they like to eat, Go rummage through the garbage the night before. So the next day you can go, hey, I noticed you like Hamburger Helper. Let me get some burgers in you, girl. Don't do that. But if it works, let me know. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day it posts, it is Wednesday, June 21st, which is uh, World Draft Day. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't trust drafts with the long necks. You know, by the time I eat something and swallow it, who knows what it's like by the time it gets down their stomach. I don't know drafts too well, so I don't know if that's that's the case. Anyway, and it's also World Selfie Day. So you, you know you gotta have that fire selfie so you know boot up that snapchat use that one of those new filters the one with the little koala that pops on your head things cute as hell pops in says hello boops and drops down back, back behind your head never be seen again uh, if you're new to this podcast uh this is how it uh, goes first i talk about a random holiday which just happened then uh we kind of discuss what we've been talking uh watching reading playing and uh we go into the game news this is going to be a little bit shorter episode since it is just me and I'm just going to be going over some of the press conference highlights from the big three from uh, Microsoft, Sony, and then Nintendo. So what have I been up to lately? Uh, most recently, last night actually. So sometimes AMC puts on these uh, what's called a Fathom event. So it's like a, a one night only deal for a movie, a play or, so, or whatever. And last night, uh, Luis and Mario and I, we went out to see Resident Evil Vendetta. Damn, that movie kind of, it was, it wasn't good. If you know me, I'm very lenient when it comes to movies. I'll pretty much watch anything. I was very sleepy and I missed huge chunks of the movie to the point where I missed huge plot points. So when it was over, I was like, "What happened to that guy?" or "What happened here?" And they explained it to me, and like, I guess I didn't miss much because the movie sucked. Just wait till it's on Redbox or whatever your streaming uh, method of choice. Uh, what I've been playing, I just started playing Wolfenstein this week, so after seeing the reveal trailer for Wolfenstein 2 at Bethesda's press conference, it looks awesome, and it's one of those games where I've had in my backlog for a while, and I've always heard good things about it, so I'm very excited to get into it. I'm maybe like an hour, hour and a half in. It's a pretty cool story where you're playing uh, from the point of view of BJ Blazkowicz. He was the, so if you ever play the old Wolfenstein, he's the little health meter guy in the bottom corner that whose face got worse and worse looking as you got you took on damage um playing that my usual overwatch matches i usually try to get two or three every now and then when i get home from work and today they just added the new uh moon base map and what's cool in the arcade mode if you jumped in already you may have seen it there's a like a like low gravity game mode on there which is pretty cool you're bouncing around and you know putting off some cool stuff uh messing around with the zero gravity so get in that if you haven't gotten on there and if you follow me on twitter most recently i put on a list of stuff i've talked about in the game on the podcast before i've kind of fallen out of games lately i mean i have a ton of backlog of games I keep buying stuff just for later like most recently addy 3 and the square enix booth i bought the hitman uh season well they released if you kept up with it they released it in episodes so this is a box set with like everything on there i don't know if it's on a disc or a code i actually have to open it and check out anyway so i got that and uh, so I'm right now I'm playing through uh, Wolfenstein. Uh, next up on my queue, I have uh, Gone Home. Uh, I've heard very good things about it, and it is a short game. Uh, for my understanding, it's maybe like two hours long. 
So I'm just going to take a weekend, uh, one of these days, and just kind of sit down and play through it, experience it. And looking for me, it hasn't been spoiled for me. So looking forward to uh, tackling that. And then next up, I have a Horizon Zero Dawn on queue. I bought it at launch, and I still haven't played it. Well, again, one of those big games this year that came out for Sony that's gotten real, really critical praise, and it's gorgeous looking. And I, I definitely want to get on that ASAP. And they just they just announced the next expansion for it. I th- actually I don't know if they gave it a date. Uh, I'll get to that later on the, when we cover the Sony portion of the E3 press uh, conference. Uh, and oh, and uh, after that I have Life is Strange. I want to play. And what was the other? Oh, Doom. Yeah, I I played maybe like the opening level of Doom, and it's rad. Uh, the music is super intense. Uh, the action is gory, very fast paced. Almost feels kind of like. The old school shooter, arena shooter is like Quake or uh, Unreal Tournament in, in terms of speed. Uh, but yeah, I'll let you guys know when I get up on that. And next up, uh, other uh, movies. Um, this weekend, uh, Transformers comes out, and some early reviews are actually giving it some positive uh, reviews for it. So I'm gonna go in with an open mind. I mean, the last movie, what I was looking forward to the most were the Autobots, not the Autobots. I'm sorry, the Dinobots. When I was little, I had, I can't remember his name, the, I should know this, the robot one, the dinos, the T-Rex one, I had like the, the Transformer, and it was rad, and it took it apart, and it breaking it, lost it, whatever. And it sucks that they didn't show up till the very, very end, and they were barely on screen. But for me, that, that was one of the coolest scenes of the movie. Plus, we got Marky Mark coming back, so that's always going to be a good time. So, what we're going to go into is kind of go over the news from each press conference, uh, so I'm going to give kind of some thoughts on on each company and what got announced. So I do have some notes. Let me just pop on over. Should have had this ready already. Okay. So, yeah. So E3 happened last week. A uh, couple of us were uh, lucky enough to make it. So uh, Jerry, who you've known from the podcast, Luis from the website, Mario who writes the reviews on the site, uh, Juego, Chris Juego, he does uh, our friend. He does a lot of uh, the video compilations whenever we go out to, to places like Comic Con uh, and so on for other events. Our friend Jamil and myself. So that, that was a good time. It was pretty cool. Uh, met some industry people I I follow, whose work I follow. Uh, if you know the rapper Mega Ran, ran into him. He's a really nice guy. Talked to uh, Tim Schaefer from Double Fine, who most uh, recent most recent game I think is um, Gang Beast. We're still waiting to him see that on the ps4 uh you also know i'm a fan of the, uh, the kind of funny guys got to talk to tim for a little bit watched their been recording on the game spot page a uh, stage and uh met jessica choba i think it's like the third time i've met her always really sweet a nice lady uh so yeah so another e3 in the books and uh, you know with that's going to come with a whole slew of new announcements surprises uh even we even got a hardware reveal which will follow up on that I guess we can also call this as the day my wallet died. That's there's a lot of stuff I want, a lot of really, really uh, gorgeous games, fun games, stuff to look forward to in the future, which is rad. So this year's uh, E3 uh, kicked off a little bit earlier than previous years. Actually started on a Saturday. Uh, with some of the media briefings for other uh, companies happening on completely different days. So I'm gonna talk about the uh, big three press conference, press conference: Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. I just want to preface this with the following you know if you follow the podcast or everybody that comes on here with me you know we're fans of the ps4 you know we've given our reasons for being supporters of the console and we all know switches we all own switches and we all and some of us have xbox ones so 
breathing i'm just uh, putting it out there just to say i'm gonna try and be as uh unbiased as possible i mean I'm, I'm, we're, we're fans we're we're all gamers in the end and you know we all want to see each company succeed because after all when consumers win when the competition exists you know if there was only one company making games there'd be no incentive for them to be to innovate or to make anything new so we'd just be stuck with just madden and call of duty every year which kind of happens already but you know with competition you know we benefit from that so real quick for microsoft you know there's no doubt that in terms of install base uh playstation has the lead this generation um early on the message from microsoft uh was delivering for the xbox one was one of you know always being aligned no pre in games and that didn't really resonate with a chunk of the gaming audience and you know i feel it hurt them when the generation kicked off uh since then microsoft has had you know city stream exclusives ranging from you know halo 5 and most uh, gears of war 4 which i still like to play i'm not a fan of the gear series uh from the 360 from one two three and a little bit of judgment and uh their most recent exclusive that looks looks fun i've heard uh people from ign said they've had a good time playing it with sea of thieves and you know they've been uh earning goodwill from fans with the addition of backwards compatibility they announced last year at last year's e3 um so this year microsoft uh, premiered the xbox one x you know, it's a mid-generation hardware upgrade that says you. They're saying that you'll get 60 frames per second gameplay at 4K resolution. Um, so we've, if you're to talk about this before, you know, at first we thought that this is going to be like the, their next generation console, which, with the specs they were saying they were putting out, you know, it's you know much higher than the competition. And when we learned it wasn't a next-gen console, you know, it's a, but a more powerful iteration. Uh, we discussed that it was probably meant more for the more hardcore fan base or you know an opportunity for owners of other consoles to you know, be swayed over and say hey you know this is what we got well, come over <laughs> and the the one x is not only the more dominant specs um but they're expected to be fully compatible with games released on the xbox one s and the launch model now the thing is it's just up to developers and publishers to take advantage of that extra horsepower and if you if you've seen it with the ps4 pro you know they are Kind of retroactively putting out patches for older games to give them you know better performance not necessarily 4k i mean that's another thing i want to go into like not everybody has a 4k tv it's and i don't know like we've talked about it before where we don't think really graphics are the end-all be-all of measure of a game you know if a game isn't fun no matter how gorgeous it looks you know it's not you're not gonna have a good time um most recently most recent example with the Order 1886 that came out on the PS4 a couple years back. Games looks amazing. It looks like a CG movie, but it's not that fun. It's super short. And, you know, there's there's more to games to, to just graphics. Uh, you know, gameplay is, is definitely key. Uh, again, if it's not fun to play, you know, there's no reason for us to invest our time in it. But overall, you know, Microsoft had a strong conference showcasing uh, some, some third-party games. A couple of first-party games like Crackdown 3, Forza 7, and Cuphead. That game's been missing for a while, and we finally have a release date sometime this fall. And from what I heard uh, anecdotally from other podcasts is that the game originally was just like a boss fight mode. Just just boss fights. And then once it started getting attention for its art style, which if you've seen it, it has like that Disney Steamboat Willie kind of 1920s, 30s cartoon art style. Uh, they started adding a platforming to it levels and from hands-on reviews and previews from um from gaming outlets they're saying it's not that good as it originally was so hopefully you know it's something that they look into and they fix before it comes out 
And yeah, they, so they announced the Xbox One X. It's uh, going to be $500. Um, so with that, you're getting, you know, kind of a high-end gaming PC that's user-friendly and, you know, have the freedom of playing games from this gen and last gen, like with the 360. And they also announced they're going to be adding uh, original Xbox One uh, backwards compatibility, which is pretty uh, compatibility, which is, I can't say the word. It's going to play original Xbox games. Um, so my biggest concern with the Xbox One is the lack of, so and as always, again, we've talked about it. Our biggest concern is always with the Xbox One is the lack of first-party studios. Um, don't feel we don't feel that they've really invested that much, you know, time and money into, you know, getting those relationships and you know uh, acquiring first-party studios. You know, the reason why you would want to play on the Xbox One again, the the big ones have always been, you know, the Halos and the Gears of Wars and the Forzas for those that like that. But I mean, that's where Sony is beating them. The the acquire first party studios they have so many exclusives. Again, they're so far ahead on the on uh, in terms of sales is that they can get away with just uh, holiday season just uh, relying on the third party games and making those relationships with the studios so they can have that uh, exclusive content. So you know, I wish Microsoft well. They I think they had an an awesome E three, and yeah. So let's actually let's check out. Uh, the games. Let me boot that list up. Okay, so for Microsoft, we got so we now know that the Project Scorpio, Project Scorpio is official name is Xbox One X. In the pre E three episode uh, podcast, I we kind of give um, our, our thoughts on what could it be called, and I think the one I came up with was Xbox One Plus. So technically, right? So we put it to the side a little bit, turns into an X. I think it counts. Uh, so the, again, the price is gonna be four ninety nine. It's going on sale on November seventh. Uh, the original Xbox games will be back compatible with Xbox One Family. You know, Forza 7 is out October 3rd. Uh, Crackdown 3, November 7th. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins also premiered gameplay during the Microsoft uh, media briefing. Uh, it's taking place in, in ancient Egypt. And one of the worst kept secrets in the <laughs> leading up to the weeks uh, before E3. I had, you know, art leaks. Most recently, even with this month's cover of Game Informer. Had a full, uh, the, you know, review on a preview on there and the cover right there, Origins, and pretty much everybody knew about it by the time it was officially announced. And uh, they actually wrapped up their uh, their conference with uh, Bioware's new IP. So it's already been not confirmed, but they pretty much said that the they all are working on another Dragon Age game. But they did show off this game called Anthem. It looks pretty pretty amazing. Uh, it's, it's hard to explain. I mean, if you get a chance to look at the trailer, but it has this kind of like, it looks like it's a mixture of maybe, what am I kind of thinking about? Like, it has like this Iron Man suit, like kind of like a, a Titanfall division type uh, mechanic going for it. it. Check out the trailer when you get a chance. It looks it looks really really cool. Uh, you know, and Bioware is always it's known for making you know uh, games with amazing narrative, and a lot of people are saying that this um i mean there's looking at if you look at see how good this game looks and look how you look at how mass effect suffered with their animation you know could it be that they kind of lost focus on that creating anthem but it was completely different studios making it so that's not the case so sounds pretty cool good look uh good going microsoft and next up uh there was sony uh, so with Sony, you know, as we previously mentioned, um, you know, Sony has the advantage of having that two-to-one lead over the Xbox One. And just last fall, um, they released a couple of um, some hardware. So the PS4 Pro, which is a marginally more powerful 
console than the rich than the large PS4, and also the P, uh, PlayStation VR. Uh, so Sony was the first to release a mid-generation hardware upgrade. Um, so so far this year, though Sony has had a very strong lineup of games, exclusives, exclusive games, games like Neo, uh, like Horizon Zero Dawn and Persona Five. You know, um, Mario's really into it. Jerry's uh, getting uh, putting a lot of time in that as well. You know, and again, all exclusives, games you can't get anywhere else. Uh, on on and what was on every my, everybody's mind this year is uh, is Sony just going to show all new games that won't be out for a year or later, or are they going to show gameplay of stuff from last year's announcements? And it kind of seems they prim- kind of primarily focus on the latter. So the conference kind of kind of uh, showed a lot of trailers of stuff that got announced last year. You know, games like. Uh, well, then it was called hashtag Spider-Man PS4 uh, for God of War. That was a rad reveal uh, last year, and uh, we got some gameplay for Uncharted. They announced a lot of cool stuff, so I'm gonna go down the list and what Sony announced. So uh, yeah, so we got finally got gameplay of uh, Spider-Man for PS4. Uh, what really stood out from that demo was I mean how fluid the combat was. It looks like it's taking cues from uh, the Arkham Arkham games. Which isn't a bad thing, you know. If you're gonna borrow a mechanic from something that does it really well, you know, cool. I kind of still wish they would use the Nemesis mechanic from uh, the Shadow Mortar games. Uh, was like, imagine if they had that kind of mechanic with gangs in the in the game, like, you know, and enemies remembering you and you know coming back, you know, upgraded and stronger and you know calling you out and stuff. Pretty rad. Uh, and that's uh, I don't think they gave an exact release date, but I think they are shooting for a 2018 release, and it's officially titled uh, Marvel Spider-Man. And what was really cool is at the end of that trailer, it showed off um, it showed Miles Morales, you know the other Spider-Man. Uh, so we don't know, you know, maybe your uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man gets hurt and then he takes over, or you know he'll get introduced in some way, maybe get like a, a expansion, a spinoff, or maybe available as DLC. Uh, and uh, let me know if you guys are fans of the suit, which is really cool. It's not really modeled after any uh, uh, the MCU suit or any of the comic suits, as far as I know. But if you like it, you know, let me know. Let me give me your thoughts. Uh, also, uh, God of War got some gameplay, uh, so it has a release date of early 2018. Um, historically, I think most God of War games have come out during that first quarter uh, of the year, uh, like around like the March time frame. So the game has a, a different aesthetic this time. So if you notice, it doesn't really have like it's still a third-person view, but you also have uh, the added mechanic of his son. So if it's anything like you know Ellie in The Last of Us, hopefully he's going to be, you know, hel- helpful in terms of you know finding stuff in the environment, helping you in combat. The gameplay looks more akin to kind of like the Souls games, but from what I've uh, heard on podcasts and then from uh, developer interviews, is that it's still going to have that. That God of War kind of fight style, that's a combo based. Um, he carries an axe now instead of the Chains of Olympus, and it's now rooted in Norse mythology instead of uh, Greek mythology because you know he pretty much killed everybody already from <laughs> in those last games. Uh, I think out of all three, I love God of War three. And like when I first booted up, that game looks awesome. Uh, and then I'm not too long ago, I bought the remastered edition of God of War three, and I mean it still looks really really good. I I mean from I remember it looking amazing when, when I first booted it up on the PS3. I actually got the collector's edition that came with Pandora's box, and I still use it to keep stuff in there. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, they kind of so if you remember the trailer 
at uh, from last year's E3's reveal, when the camera pans out, when it's him and his son, you kind of see some stuff in the background. So you kind of see like a serpent in the water and some other stuff. So this trailer um, in this year's E3 kind of ended with that. And I'm not sure it's the same one, but it looks like it could be like the serpent coming out of the water and just kind of coming face to face with you. And it cuts off there. So yeah, definitely looking to looking forward to that. We also got the first um, the multiplayer trailer reveal for Call of Duty World uh, uh, World War Two, and again from developer interviews and from other uh, gaming outlets, they're saying that this game is actually really gory, pretty bloody. There was a I heard a talks of a sequence where you're kind of sniping from a bell tower and there's a guy in front of you, and I guess you get the guy in front of you gets hit with a large projectile and. He, Pretty much the top half of his body is just gone, just like a hollowed out husk, and he just falls over. You see like his guts, and like man, that sounds gnarly. But uh, look, sounds like they're doing uh, different stuff with this. You know, did uh, I saw some of the gameplay on the show floor, and it kind of did give me some vibes of uh, Black Ops, which I love. Uh, the multiplayer in Black Ops was uh, you know a lot of fun. So if it's anything remotely close to that, should be fun and. I'm not sure if they said there's going to be a beta. Uh, I think that uh, hopefully, you know, we'll know more later on. Uh, Destiny 2 on Sony consoles will have exclusive content. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of got into Destiny 1, and then uh, after that came out, I forgot what game came out right after that, uh, when Vanilla Destiny came out. But my friends got, jumped on it, uh, ranked up, and I kind of fell off. But by the time I got back in, like around December, they're already, you know, way higher level than me, like light levels higher level than me, and. I was like, kind of like, forget it. And then I downloaded the Tangy King DLC and kind of started playing the campaign from that. So, um, I don't know. I pre-ordered it on Amazon. That gets you, if you do it, it gets you a beta key. So, you know, be able to try it out for yourself and see if it's something you're going to want to pick up at launch and sink some time into. Uh, they also showed off uh, some PSVR games. Uh, and then something we saw on the show floor that I don't really remember them talking about it too much on their conference was something called Sony PlayLink. So it's going to be, you know, console games that use your phone on there. So um, I'm not sure if it's going to be used uh, similar to what the Jackbox Party Games does where you use your phone as a controller or as, you know, a scene game where you use your phone as the mic. But uh, overall, yeah, Sony uh, Sony had, again, just back-to-back trailers, uh, no developers on stage, just... Uh, in the beginning, you know, Sean Lading coming out, just saying, you know, we're here for the games, and, you know, have a good E3. So, you only saw him maybe pop in once or twice. Uh, and the whole thing started off with this really cool, like, this drum, a group of drummers and some other instruments. And that led into, I think it led into Uncharted. And then real quick, uh, what we saw on the show floor uh, for Sony. So, Sony had this uh, pretty uh, big area uh, on the E3 show floor. They had an app you could download where from the app you can get schedule appointments to play games. There was uh, you're able to uh, get appointments to play Battlefront 2 for Destiny 2 uh, for Call of Duty World War, uh, World War 2 multiplayer and so on. And you, there was also these like theater appointments where you can go in and see you know behind the uh, behind closed doors gameplay of games. So I didn't really get to play anything uh, from the Sony except for NAC 2, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, they kind of showcased the drop-in, drop-out co-op uh, portion of the game, and the combat was fun. And, you know, everybody, again, playing surprised that it's, it's a fun-looking game. Uh, definitely, if you're into couch co-op, something that's kind of lacking in most games today, uh, something you're going to want to look out for. But um, anyway, so uh, I, I was able to catch two behind-closed-doors behind demos, 
uh, first for um, Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy so in that demo we caught you know a little story port action sequence of uh, Nadine and Chloe uh, I think so they run I, I didn't get the villain's name but uh, pretty much they're running the uh, there's a tank there's always a, t- a tank or a truck in most of the Uncharted games you're running from and you know the action looks hectic you know if you played an Uncharted game you know what to expect uh, so not too much surprise there, but I mean it's it is going to be from what I understand a forty dollar release, standalone release. Uh, it's going to have the multiplayer included, and it's full campaign. It's not going to be like the Last of Us uh, Left Behind's campaign uh, DLC story, which was like two hours long. It's pretty much another Uncharted game, just using the same engine, uh, but a new story. Uh, the other behind closed doors demo we got was for uh, Days Gone. Uh, Sony Ben's game, and so if you remember watching it on uh, during the Sony's press conference stream, you saw how that demo played out. So you're on your bike looking for your friend. Uh, you come across a tripwire. You get knocked off your bike. You fight these two guys. You go through a t- uh, this camp. Uh, set up the bear trap. Uh, one of the mechanics in this game is that there's zombie hordes. And what's cool is that you know they kind of travel as a pack, so you can kind of use them in your favor for attacking guys, causing distractions and so on. So the demo we caught behind closed doors was, uh, it was it was different in the, in, in the way that they tackled the story, the, that portion of the game. It was snowing, so they kind of showcasing the weather effects in that game. And um, so in it, they actually came up behind the the tripwire. So uh, the main guy, I forget his name. Uh, we actually saw him on the floor. He's he's uh, if you played uh, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed, it's the same guy. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he, he crept up behind the guys uh, on a hill. Took them both out, cut the line. He came up uh, again on that camp, and there was this guy that had a instead of zombies, I think they're called freakers in this game. So he was chained up to a tree, uh, and it was kind of the guy was kind of messing with him, like, ah, you can't get me. And the main character, I think, uh, hits something on the chain that loosens the the freaker from the the tree and uses that as an opportunity for the freaker to attack the guy and you know goes past him, takes his weapon. And is able to advance, and that's pretty much it. I mean, that, there's more to it, but the game again is it's gory. It looks pretty fun. It looks like a mixture of, you know, The Last of Us and Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, you have a motorcycle you can traverse the world within the game, and uh, from what we saw in the video, it looks like the either has a gas gauge or you can only ride it for a certain amount of time before the gas gauge fills up. I I didn't really pay too close uh, too close attention to that. Uh, again, that's the game looks like it's pretty far along. Hopefully, it's not too long before it comes out. Maybe we'll get a release date. Uh, there's several conventions happening between now and the end of the year. You know, there's there's a Gamescom, Tokyo Game Show, uh, PlayStation Experience in December. Uh, also, if you get a chance to go, it was really fun. We went last year. Uh, it, again, it's in Anaheim. It's happening sometime in December. And hopefully, as soon as we get tickets come available, I'm gonna try and pick up for uh, both days. Uh, the next up for Nintendo, uh, you know, I'm, I'm having a great time with my Switch. Uh, I still haven't really played too much of uh, Breath of the Wild. Picked up Mario Kart. Uh, Arms just came out. It looks like it's a lot of fun, but, you know, for like a... I don't know, for me, it's not worth the $60 price tag for what you're getting. You know, I'm sure it, even though it's a good game, you know, for me, I kind of ex- want more now from a full price game like that. Uh, but anyway... Um, I, I kind of, I mean, I should have watched it by now, but I kind of caught bits and pieces of the Nintendo conference because while it was going on, we were actually driving up to LA t- uh, to go to to go to E3. So uh, Jerry was uh, riding a passenger in the car, and we kind of had it playing in the uh, listening playing in the background. 
So um, so I'll just go over uh, some of the announcements from that. From that, uh, basically, it's a Nintendo Direct. So what's cool about Nintendo is that they don't have a, like a live uh, stage that they go on there and present everything. They have everything's pre-recorded, already choreographed, ready to go, and just release it. So it's a uh, pretty tight and you know conveys a tight message. So first up, um, big surprise: a Metro Prime Four is in development for the Switch. Um, thing is, though, it's not being developed by Retro, which made the first three uh, Prime games. Uh, so I don't know who's going to be developing this one, but you know there was no gameplay, no screenshots, no anything. Just that it's in, in, currently in development for the Switch, and uh, and this is weird. So this happened at, so after the press conference. I'm just going to call it press conference. Um, afterwards, they had a, a Nintendo Treehouse, so they had you know kind of more in-depth interviews. They actually showed off stuff that wasn't announced in the direct. So they showed uh, Metroid: Samus Returns is headed to a 3DS, which I think is a remake of Metroid uh, 2 from the Game Boy. Uh, we're also getting uh, a mainline Pokemon game coming to the Switch at some point. Uh, one of those deals again where, you know, no gameplay, no art, no nothing was showed off, just that it's happening. And, uh, ooh, got a message on Twitter. Uh, okay, disregard that. So anyway, um, Super Mario Odyssey gets a new trailer in October 27th release date. That The lines to play that every single day of E3 was just crazy. Uh, people were lining up hours like the show floor didn't really open until 10 most days and there was people I've, I was hearing about lining up as early as 7 but one of the cool things you got from playing is you got this cool um, Mario hat with the eyeballs on it uh, you know, the game looks like a lot of fun uh, cool new mechanic with the hat uh, one thing we learned is that whatever uh, you put your hat on you kind of take over that so the trailer started off with you riding uh, pretty much being a T-Rex and then you kind of take on over your know, human bodies, Goombas, Bullet Bills, and so on. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And it's coming out in October, so we don't have to uh, wait that long to play it. It's coming out October 27th. Uh, Breath of the Wild is getting a couple of DLCs. You can read up more on that uh, online. Uh, and, uh, again, one of the big ones, Rocket League, is coming for the Switch. It's launching this holiday. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be cool having, you know, Switch battles on the go. Uh, that's looking forward to that and one of the cool things they announced is that it has actually one thing I didn't mention from the Microsoft conference is that they kind of um, they were showing off that some of the games are going to have you know cross-platform play uh, so it's going to be you know Minecraft is going to be playable amongst all the, across all mo- uh, consoles you know um, Switch portables and so on uh, the only thing I heard about though uh, in a podcast recently is that to play it to play it on a non-Microsoft console with Microsoft, with Xboxes, that you have to create a Xbox Live account, which I don't know. Maybe that's one of the reasons Sony wasn't into it, is it because you know why would you be creating a, an account for your competitor? So you know, in a way, that kind of makes sense. But you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with that. We'll cover it probably in the next podcast. Um, a lot of weird stuff going on with Sony as far as the reasoning for not offering you know cross-platform play, especially with Microsoft offering it with Minecraft and with uh, most recently with a. Uh, it was Rocket League. So, yeah, um, pretty much. And then, oh, and I mean, that's kind of all I'm going to talk about the big three. You know, on the next podcast, uh, hopefully I'll get some of the guys on here and we can kind of go more in depth on what we saw, what we liked. But real quick, yeah, um, I'll talk about my experience on the show floor. Uh, this was my third time uh, going to E3. This is actually the first year that they offered uh, badges to the public. 
So if you know E3, you know it's an industry event. You either have to work in for game company. Uh, sometimes through retail you can get get in. Some some companies, you know, depending on the nature of their business, you know, like graphic design companies or you know visual effects companies, they'll sometimes let like give that company like two or three passes. Uh, so what's cool is that <laughs> the crazy thing is that we got in by winning contests. So there was one morning, uh, it was like a Friday morning, and I saw, I forget her name, was A.G. Cohen. She's from Marvel. So she tweeted that, you know, she had 10 passes available to go to E3. If you're going to be in the area, you know, uh, and the contest was, give me your uh, best group quote from Guardians 2. Super easy, right? So uh, so that was posted on, like, a th- on a Thursday, and then Friday morning, nobody had replied yet. So I replied with some, like, funny answer. I forget what I wrote, but... I, I kind of went above just writing above and beyond just writing I am group and then I got it she messaged me hey you know are you going to be in LA I said yeah yeah awesome yeah definitely and then uh, I texted Jerry hey Jerry uh, check this out <laughs> They're, just give me all E3 passes I gave him a comment to post he won one also um, by the time I got to Luis you know was, everybody else had caught on and you know they were all giving out already um, but a few days later um if you guys know Chloe Dykstra, uh, internet personality, she posted, I guess there was some kind of partnership with Warner Brothers DC and so on, that they were looking for cosplayers. And I remember, like, a few years ago, uh, Luis had cosplayed as the Riddler. And then Juego was a, uh, was a Joker. He already had passes, though, uh, so he didn't meet it. But, uh, yeah, Luis ended up submitting the picture. He won a badge, so we all got through. And then Mario also got in. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. The thinking with the industry passes, though, so everybody's pass was, was like on, uh, on a white kind of label holder or whatever, but the, but the public ones are like these lime green, ugly looking things. So you can kind of tell right away, you know, who was industry, who was public. And I don't know, that a couple of polls went out in the last few days if uh, asking, you know, if you bought a public badge, you know, was it worth it? Because if you've ever been to any con or any, like something like PAX or psx you know there's there's huge lines and this is the first time since this is the first time the e3 offered to use public passes they weren't really able to handle the influx of extra people i think they uh, yeah i mean it was fifteen thousand people that's a lot uh they weren't able to handle the lines too well there were problems with security you know there was i heard of people just walking in uh security wasn't really being too thorough checking badges because the first day they're like all right whatever come in and normally by like the second and third day, they're a little bit more uh, thorough. So like as you're going in, they'll ask you to check your ID. But, you know, with the extra 15,000 people on the floor, that's a little bit tougher to do. Uh, so, yeah, again, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we met some um, some people from the industry, you know, some developers. Uh, and, you know, I think one thing I wish I would have done more is a little bit more networking. I mean, that's one of the things we're trying to do here is just kind of just create a network and just uh, learn from the people we admire and see what we can do from there so you know keep an eye out we're working on stuff and uh we're gonna be doing more in the future but you know again it's kind of hard to talk about this right now because by myself i want to wait till get the other guys in jerry's kind of busy working on getting married this weekend you know what a jerk right (laughs) so yeah congrats to him that's happening uh, for him that's this saturday so you know he had a good reason for not being able to make it uh and then yeah that's pretty much it um i know bonus stage this week and i'll save them for the next time uh and then real quick um as always you can follow us on our social accounts um at nordor tweets on, on twitter uh 
the nerd work on Instagram, you know, for pictures and posts and random stuff. And if you're in San Diego, uh, we've talked about it before. Um, so we were part of the Extra Life Guild here in San Diego. And actually this year I'm the president of the of the group. So one thing we're trying to do this year is, you know, get more people to come uh, come out, get more people interested, you know, teach them of what Extra Life's all about. You know, it's all about raising money for, for the children. And we do hold monthly meetings um, the second Monday of every month at Rady Children's Hospital's Education Building. So um, if you follow at Extra Life San Diego, uh, we'll post on there when our next meeting is. Uh, it's happening in July already, second week. Um, we're also working on doing monthly meetups. So we want to make opportunities of just to make something fun to go out, you know, hang out, play games and so on. And we're going to be working on streaming very soon. I'm going to start streaming games probably as early as maybe this week or next week. And we can start, you know, the front, our fundraising goal. So this year, our, my goal is a, a, to raise $1,000. So I want to do that just by, you know, streaming the occasional uh, PS4 game. Uh, I just got a new laptop that can actually run PC games. So I'm going to try running some PC games on there. And then we'll play some party games, some co-op games. And again, yeah, if you're in San Diego, you know, come out. Uh, we'll give you some info uh, where you can find us. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. See you guys next time. Take care.